0: It's a journey of 3,000 kilometres amongst some of the harshest terrain on the planet from the north to the south of Australia. This was the vast desert inland that tested colonial explorers for decades. Many of them never made it back. Today, the landscapes haven't changed, but the expeditions have. We'll be travelling in style on board a luxury train. Along the way though, the unique culture that's lasted for tens of thousands of years the town where the residents live underground and the spiritual heart of the country. Plus, we'll meet the people who make this whole trip possible and live their lives on the track. This is the story of the GAN. Welcome all and get ready to have a truly memorable four days. G'day there and welcome to episode one of Journey on the GAN. I'm Michael Turtle from the travel blog, Time Travel Turtle. Over the next seven short episodes, I'm going to be taking you with me on one of the greatest Australian trips you can do. The Ghan Expedition isn't just an ordinary train ride. As well as the experience on board, each day there are off-train excursions to some of the most iconic spots in the country. Stick with me and I'll show you what they're like. There's lots to tell you and it all starts in Darwin. Hello, hello, Hi, how are you? I'm good,
1: how are you? Good, thank you. Uh, my name is Grace. I'll be looking after uh, your carriage for your journey through to Adelaide. Yeah, great, we're very excited, um, so if you don't mind, aren't
0: we? There's a band playing here at the train station in Darwin as people arrive with their luggage. The station is actually about 20 kilometers drive from the center of the city, and there's not much around it. The track is stretching out towards the horizon, a sign of things to come over the next few days. Of course, what's dominating my view right now though is the train itself, the GAN, with a huge red locomotive and silver carriages with purple signs lined up behind. The train is about 700 metres long with about 30 carriages, which means you can't ever really see the front and the back at the same time. This trip, there are 301 passengers, plus all the staff of course, and we'll meet some of them soon. All the passengers are in sleeper cabins, either single or twin. I'm gonna be sharing with my father in a twin, don't ask. Uh, so as everyone arrives and starts to get settled, it's time to learn a bit more about this cabin. Luckily, Grace, the manager for our carriage, is here to help. That one. Yep, sure.
1: Um, window just over here, so you do have a little winder. So you can pop your blinds down. Oh yeah. Uh, and they also tilt as well.
0: The room's got light wood panelling with green and yellow cushions. There's a large window to watch the landscapes roll by. There's a small ensuite bathroom with a shower. And there's a couch that turns into a bed at night while another one folds down from above.
1: Um, All your beds, uh, you won't have to worry about any of that. We will pop them down for you and back up again. Okay, great. So we just ask if you pop the please make up my sign. Um, When you go to dinner tonight, we'll pop the beds down for you and then again at breakfast time in the morning, we'll raise them all up so you won't have to worry about any of that. Yeah, excellent. Um, My
0: first impression is that it's the kind of space that is comfortable enough and you could probably happily sit on the lounge and read a book, but it's not where you would want to spend all your time. I reckon the lounge would be a better option probably. Um,
1: So yes, your dining car and your lounge is all down that way. Um, You'll walk through two carriages arrive at the lounge area and you can go there any time during the day if you want a nice cold drink or just want to get out of your room Uh, and then the diner.
0: I'll tell you more about the dining car in an upcoming episode. So it's time to set off and the cabin lurches slightly and I can feel some movement beneath my feet. This is
2: it. Please take the time to read the safety information in your carriage which details our emergency procedures and the locations of your nearest exits. Being on board a moving train can take some getting used to. Please be aware trains can be subject to sudden movements. I didn't mention there is also a speaker in the room uh,
0: because I didn't realise until the safety message suddenly came through.
2: If you need any assistance or have any questions at any time, please see your hospitality attendants. We hope you have a great journey. I'm not sure if this is gonna get annoying, but for now at least,
0: it's actually quite useful because they're playing some pre-recorded messages that give a bit of
2: history of the GAN. The first GAN departed Adelaide in 1929 en route to Alice Springs, located in the center of Australia. It wasn't until 2004 that a new modern rail line stretched all the way from Adelaide to Darwin. The Ghan got its
0: name from the pioneering camel drivers who helped open up the inland of Australia. As you can probably imagine, horses weren't good enough for the explorers going through the desert, so they used camels instead. The best people to look after the camels came from countries like Afghanistan, and that's where the word Ghan came from. The train track that we're gonna be on for the next four days roughly follows the path that many of them took in the late 1800s, as they slowly connected the north and the south of the country. Back then, the aim was to be able to move goods around, particularly to and from ports. Getting from A to B quickly was a priority. For us today, it's much more about the journey and the experience. It would be faster and probably cheaper to fly from Darwin to Adelaide, obviously. But the reason people come on the Gann expedition for four days is to relax, enjoy a bit of luxury, See the scenery out the window and stop at the sights along the way. I look out the window and I can see Darwin disappearing in the distance. We're going through some wetlands as the speaker jumps alive again with some information about what's outside.
2: The Elizabeth River Bridge is over half a kilometre long. There were a number of engineering challenges in building the bridge, not least the strong tidal currents and massive saltwater crocodiles. When we cross the bridge, you'll be able to see Darwin in the distance from the right-hand side of the train. Darwin is the
0: capital city of the Northern Territory, and although it's only got a population of about 150,000 people, I've always found there's a vibrancy to the atmosphere, partly because of the interesting mix of multicultural and indigenous influences. For tourists, though, it's mainly a jumping-off point for places like Kakadu or Litchfield National Parks. A lot of these passengers on the GAN got to Darwin a few days earlier to visit those sites. I didn't, but that's okay, there's still going to be a lot to see over the coming days. Uh,
3: Hello, my name's Kai, so I'm just going to quickly come in and do your tours for this trip.
0: So we're travelling on something called the GAN Expedition, which is slightly different to a normal GAN trip. It's a day longer because it has an extra stop. The train journey is a little bit like a cruise in that you do most of the travelling overnight, arrive somewhere new in the morning, spend the day exploring and then head off again in the evening. At each stop the tours are included in the price of the trip, meaning you don't have to pay extra, except for a couple of special optional ones which I'll tell you about later. It's probably worth noting at this point as well that everything is included in the price of the trip—the food, the drinks, the activities. So once you get on board, you don't have to touch your wallet until you arrive in Adelaide. At some stops, there are different options for activities and tours, and Kai is here to find out our preferences. The stop today is Catherine in Catherine's.
3: Um, you got the choice of the gorge cruise. Um, which you go through the two gorges, you've got the rock art where you go through the first gorge, disembark, and uh, um, I'll talk to you about all the rock art there, and you've got the outback experience where you go out onto the
0: farm there, do the show with the animals. Uh, what's the most popular one do you find normally? Uh, I've already made a decision by the way, so this won't affect it, I'm just, no, just no, curious. No, <laughs> right? Um,
3: gorge cruise with the two gorge is the crowd favorite the staff favorite at the moment is the outback experience because they've got um, some puppies out there at the moment so yeah a lot of the guests come back Um, got the old boy out there plays guitar on top of the horse goes for a run around and yeah got some puppies there that they finish off the show with so that one's the staff favorite Uh, (laughs) okay i've
0: got to say puppies are tempting but i'm gonna go with the gorge cruise and so is my father, yep. it seems.
3: Gorge for me too as well. Both of you going to do the gorge cruise? Excellent. When we got yeah. to
0: our cabin, there were a few things waiting for us, including a lanyard with a card on it. It has all the options for the tours printed on it. And to mark our choices, Kai needs to put a hole next to the gorge cruise.
3: Um, now, just grab your cards as well, because that's basically going to be your ticket on and off the bus. Oh, okay.
0: And that's the plan for this afternoon. Sorted. Great. Yeah. In this podcast series, I want to give you a sense of life on the train, but I also really want to focus on the incredible Australian locations that we stop at. So in the next episode, I'm going to be taking you with me on the Catherine stop and the trip to the Gorge, now that everything has been worked out with Kai.
3: Fantastic. We're all done. Yeah, cool.
0: Okay, thanks very much for that. Thank you. Looking forward to it. There's a couple of hours until we arrive, so time for lunch and a drink. I'm gonna head up the train and find the dining carriage and start to get to know my home for the next few days. And I'll be back with you soon. Next episode, visiting an Australian natural wonder, Nitmiluk Gorge in Catherine. It's not just about the scenery though, there's a strong connection with the indigenous culture, as one of the locals explains to me. When you, when you say the energy, what do you mean?
1: spiritual energy more of a way yeah. yeah you know like when somebody tells you about somebody or say somebody died in this house and then you feel that energy it's more like here where you can feel the joan or pretty much the joan people the old joan people are still walking roaming around
0: more of that conversation on the next episode of journey on the gan in the meantime it would be great if you could subscribe and review the podcast and share it with anyone you think might enjoy a trip like this too I'm Michael Turtle from the travel blog Time Travel Turtle, speak to you soon.